The Lord's been dealing with me about his glory. And I'm hungry for it. Anybody that's ever tasted any of it is hungry for more. And there's just nothing like it. And when you do taste of his goodness and glory, you can no longer be satisfied with what men can produce. And that's where I'm at. (laughs) Anybody with me on this? So many folks are content with what men can do. And uh, I just knew a few moments ago I I can't get started because I'll be limited. And the more people look at you, the more limited you are. Anybody know what I'm talking about or not? The more people are looking at you, looking for you to perform, the less anointed you'll be. And the less anointed you are, the less fun it is. The deader it is. And sometimes people go away thinking, boy, I'd, I didn't enjoy that service very much, not realizing they were a big part of the problem. Because it's not just, you know, up to the ministry. The ministry got their part to play for sure, but it's all of us together. And what are we expecting? What are we believing God for? Have a nice little service and not go too long? Or are we really believing God to manifest and do things that no man or woman can do? I've had some small experience with People that have operated in strong manifestations of the Holy Ghost. And I'm thinking one now that they've been gone many years. But uh, being able to observe some of their ministry. I mean spectacular manifestations of God. But they, you could see they'd just wait on God. And they'd get to a place where they, they didn't know what to do. And they just wait. And wait. And wait, talk about this a little bit, talk about that. And you could tell they're waiting on something. What are they waiting on? Waiting on him. Knowing they couldn't do it. Knowing they couldn't do it. Whole generations have gotten away from that. And men and women have learned how to work up a crowd. Or learned how to try to... To hold people's attention in their intellect with intricacies of knowledge. And so people are not experiencing the glory. They're just sitting there going, hmm, that's interesting. That's quite interesting. Well, once you taste some glory, quite interesting, just don't cut it. Anybody with me now? And no man can produce it. Nobody can. Don't care your favorite preacher, teacher, pastor. Don't care who they are. No man can produce it. No woman can produce it. But you get a bunch of people together believing God. You get a bunch of folk together that are hungry, hungry, and they want to see the glory of God. They want to hear from God and not man. They want to see God and not man. And will just keep coming back day after day and believe in God. He will show up. He'll do it. He'll manifest himself. 
Can we do this this week? Can we believe God? Not try to tell him what to do or how or where or when, but believe him to show up and manifest. And believe him to say things that you know wasn't me. Right? Believe him to do things that you know you and me couldn't do. Well, let's stay in that frame of faith. Let's stay in that frame of heart and mind tonight and throughout the week. Can we do it? I'll do what I know to do. You do what you know to do. The Holy Ghost knows the rest. Can you say amen? Amen. Can I open the Bible without you getting heady on me? Intellectual? Changing gears? Because if you limit me to teaching you a little bit, we'll be limited. I'm hungry for more. It's all in the Word. It's all by the Spirit. But we've got to be open. And we've got to be believing God. Somebody says, what are we believing for? We don't know. But it's good. Right? What are you talking about, Brother Keith? What are you believing for? We're believing for God to manifest. What will that be? We don't know. We don't know. But we're not going to quit. till we see it and hear it. And when we see it and hear it, you won't have to ask your brother, was that it? You won't have to ask anybody. You'll know, oh, that was it. That was it. That was God. That wasn't him. That wasn't me. That wasn't you. That was God. How many know he's here right now? He's here right now. I didn't produce it. You didn't produce it. He's here. He's here to speak to us. He's here to manifest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Glory to God. Don't scoff in here tonight. Now, don't, if you hear and see some things that's a little different than what you thought, don't say, well, I don't know about that. You'll be hindering the rest of the group. Don't do it. Faith. So what difference does it make? It makes all the difference. Jesus in his own hometown was shut down. Wasn't he? Because the people's. Mocked and made fun. So who is he saying he's anointed? We know his mama. We know his brothers and sisters. Who is he? And he, the Bible said he could there do no mighty works. It says he couldn't. Shut him down. Well, if it was true with Jesus, it's certainly true with every other man or woman that's ever tried to speak or minister. So unbelief can hinder ministry. What about faith, though? Faith invites Faith provides the environment where the Holy Spirit is welcomed and comfortable. Somebody say glory to God. Say it again. Glory to God. Glory to God. Anybody who's had any real experience in God wants more. And the more you get, you know what happens? The more you want. And the good thing about it, there's always more. God doesn't peak. You're never going to get to the place in God where he's going to say, well, that's it. You've experienced all I've got. Never going to happen. Not in this life. Not in the ages to come. Moses is a perfect example of this. He saw the glory of God with his eyes. He felt the presence of God. He was in the glory of God 
40 days and night at a time. I mean, the glory was so strong about him, he forgot to drink and eat and didn't care, didn't need it. He was in the glory of God to the point where his skin absorbed it. Isn't that right? And when he came down out of the mount, the people said, whoa, Moses, you need to put something over your head, man. We can't take that. He thought, what? They said, you're shining. Like, really? He had to cover his face. But you know what his response after all this is? You can see it. It just kind of burst out of him at one point. He said, God, show me your glory. This is a man who's seen some things already. He's been around some things already. And you know what it made him? It made him hungry to see some more of this. The rest of it. But you know why? Because that is where you and I came out of. And that's where we are destined to go to. That is our existence. In the heaven. To come where you and I will exist forever. There's no sun. There's no moon. No fluorescent light bulbs. Or kerosene lanterns. No need of it. No need of electricity or artificial light or even a sun. Why? Because the whole thing is lit up by the glory of God. You're sitting in here tonight in this artificial light. It's around you. It's on you. But what you are destined to live in forever, the environment that you will live in forever, is the glory of God. Which is also in here tonight. In a measure. But how many would like for the Lord to turn it up so strong. Until we find out just how much we could take. Would you like. I'd like to find out. Would you like to find I'd like to find out. I'd like to experience that. That every one of us in here in the week of increase in Branson. Got our nose pasted to the carpet for four hours and. And finally said, oh, God, oh, I, whew, I don't know if we, if we can take any more. I'd like to find out where that's at. Well, who gets filled and satisfied? Those who hunger and thirst. And you know, when he said, Lord, show me your glory, he didn't tell him, you know, oh, You don't need to be asking that. He said, I'll show you all you can handle. Didn't he? Put him in a place. (laughs) He knew he couldn't take his face glory. So he put his hand over him while he passed by. And then said, I'll let you see all you can take. And then he took his hand off. And Moses was never the same. Because when you see the glory of God, you are changed. You cannot be the same afterwards. Somebody say glory to God. Go to 2 Corinthians. Let's read that verse. But now don't change gears or we'll have to do something else. Do you think we have a lot to learn about cooperating with the Lord? Learning how to yield to Him. We have to watch it because we, all human beings, are creatures of habit. 
You too. You and I don't like to think it, but it's easier to do what you've done before. If you're not going to do that, what are you going to do? It takes faith to step out not knowing where you're going, doesn't it? Famous last words of dying and drying up churches are, we've never done it that way before. We've never seen it like that before. Well, you and I have only been here on the earth just a few blinks of an eye. There's got to be all kind of things about God we've never seen, never known. We think it's brand new. Of course, he's been that way all along. It's new to us. But if we're never seeing any new things to us of God or hearing any new things, then it's because we're playing it too safe. We're following our program. We're doing what we're used to doing and not open to other things. Are you open? Once you say it by faith, I'm open open. to new things. things. I'm open open. to doing it differently. differently. Pastors we must be. Ministers we must be. You can learn how to do a service. You can learn what to do and what to do next. And if you're never surprised, then you're walking too much in the flesh. Are y'all with me now? How many know once in a while you need to get interrupted by the Holy Ghost? Remember what that is that what happened to Peter? Peter thought he was stepping out already. He's down at the Gentiles' house. He knows he's already in trouble. (laughs) Right? He knows. He feels funny even being here, even talking to these folks. But while he's trying to preach the gospel by faith, the Holy Ghost didn't wait for him to finish. Did he? (laughs) Well, that seems kind of impolite, interrupted. Hey, it's supposed to be his service. It's supposed to be the Holy Ghost service. We got a lot to learn in these areas. And it begins by being more aware of him. And we won't be more aware of him as long as we're only aware of each other. We have to practice getting our eyes off of each other because that's what we'll do without thinking. I happen to be the minister standing up here tonight, but whoever it is, it's too easy for me to look at you and you to look at me. And that's how many understand this is flesh. I'm seeing your flesh, you seeing my flesh, we all in the flesh. And that's not where the glory is. Right? That's not where the glory is. Where's the glory? I have to practice not seeing you. Hmm? I see you, but I don't need to see you. You need to practice not seeing me. Or your pastor or whoever is, you know, in leading the ministry at the moment. You need to practice not seeing them. Yeah, you see them, but you don't. Until you and I grow up enough and we're not walking by sight. We're walking by faith until I'm looking at you, but I'm seeing him. 
you're looking at me, but you're looking for him. And you and I are looking for him. And we become one mind, one accord, looking for him. Looking at him, we'll become aware of him. You see it. Just a few minutes of us standing up here praising God, worshiping God, we became more aware of him. Didn't we? Just a few minutes. And it enabled us to be more aware of him right now, to maintain it. What should happen then? More and more aware of him. But what is your flesh pulling on you to do every moment? Back here. Look at me. Look at you. Look at me. Look at you. God intends that he gives us our buildings and our lands and our facilities and our freedom. He intends we come into a place like this. Where God really is in control. And the world is shut out. Oh, come on now. No cussing and no pornography and no blasphemy and no greed and covetousness and and junk where you and I can leave all that stuff behind for a few hours and come in here and just see him and hear him and let him fill this place up until we see him and hear him. And if we do, we'll be changed. And when we leave, he'll be on us like Moses of old. And people might not see the shining light. That's still possible. But they can just tell something's different about you. You've been down there at that meeting, haven't you? (laughs) And they might not understand it, but they like it because it's peaceful. Oh, it's the peace that passes understanding. It's joyful. It's not depressed. It's not down. It's not confusing. That's what's in the world. And if people get a good taste of that, they'll want to know what time does the service start tomorrow night? They got plenty of seats. Can I come? Get me a dose of that. And you can get addicted to it. You can get addicted to the glory of God. And that's all right. I said, that's all right because it, it won't hurt you. There's no side effects, no bad ones, only good ones. I said, only good ones. The fire of God and the glory of God purges you, cleanses you from the junk and the muck. Come on now and, and gets inside you, affects your mind, makes you smarter. Does. Affects your soul. Makes you calmer and different. It's right here in this verse. Look at it. Second Corinthians. The third chapter. He's talking about Moses had that veil over his face. And he said if that was glorious. What we got now is much more glorious. Than that. He said in verse uh, 17, now the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty, freedom, freedom from bondages, habits, sin, condemnation, confusion. Somebody say freedom. Freedom. 
Say it out loud, liberty. liberty. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. But we all with open face, beholding as in a glass or a mirror, the what? What are we looking at? The glory of the Lord. What happens while we're beholding and looking into this glory? We're changed into that same image. And it's progressive from glory to glory, and it's happening by the Spirit of the Lord. What's he talking about seeing? Well, now this third chapter flows right into the fourth chapter, flows right into the fifth chapter, wasn't written in chapter and verse. And we've kind of separated, but with that in mind, look at the fourth chapter, and see he's talking about verse 16, For which cause we faint not, though our outward man perish, the inward man's renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, works for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things that are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things that are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. How do we see this glory? By looking at things that are not seen. Isn't that what we've been talking about? I see you. You see me. But that's not where we're going to see the glory. Looking at each other's flesh. How do you look at things not seen? By faith. Somebody say by faith. By faith. He went on to say in the fifth chapter, verse 7, we quote it all the time. For we walk... By faith, not by sight. But do you see it instead of pulling it out of context and just trying to teach on faith? Do you see what he's saying? He talked about how glorious the first covenant was established. How that Moses' face shone and they had to put a veil over his face because of the glory. And he went on to describe how that what you and I have, what we're a part of, is far more glorious than that. Then we ought not be sitting here just getting excited about what happened to Moses tonight. And yet so many are. They think, boy, that'd be way out beyond where I've ever been. But the Bible tells us what we've got is greater More glorious. Somebody say more glorious. glorious. Say it again. More More glorious than what? Than the glory that Moses experienced. And that they experienced. What we've got and what we're supposed to be experiencing here and now is more glorious. Somebody say more glorious. glorious. Say it again. More glorious. More glorious. More glorious. Come on, close your eyes just a minute now. Can you see Moses coming down off that mountain, shining like a light bulb? And now what's available to you is more glorious. More. More glorious. And then he went on to describe that where the Spirit of the Lord is, 
There's liberty. He didn't change subjects and quit talking about glory and start talking about freedom. What produces the freedom? It's the anointing that destroys the yokes. What is the anointing? It's a manifestation of the glory of God. One and the same. When you say the glory fell, you can say the spirit fell. You can say the anointing fell. You can say the power fell. You're talking about the same person. Same person. I'm hungry for it. Let's be open. Let's be willing. Let's believe. What we're into tonight uh, is instructions. How to do it. We know by what agency it happens. By the Spirit of the Lord. Wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, and I might say manifesting himself, there's liberty. There's, how would you know God is manifesting himself? People will be getting free. People will be getting free. From what? Whatever's binding them. Getting free. Hallelujah. But what's that got to do with the other part? Verse 18. He said, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. But we are with open face beholding in a mirror the glory of the Lord. What's that got to do with the other? It's the core of it. The essence of it. We got to see him. To receive him. You're not going to yield to him. You don't see him. So what do you mean see him? Well chapter 4. 18. Read it out loud with me. While we look not. At the things that are seen. But. At the things which are not seen. But. You have to go back to you know. Pick up the first part of the sentence. We look not at the things which are seen, but we look at the things which are not seen. That's how you're going to see Him. How? How do you look at things not seen? Let's just stop right here. Stop. Let's test ourselves. Who do you see right now? Uh huh. Me. To a large part. Who do I see right now? I see a whole lot of you. Is that a problem? We could have church like that for the next hundred years. And there'd be some good in it. Did you hear me? People can get saved. People can get healed. Things can happen. With you mostly seeing me or your preacher and me mostly seeing you. And just get a glimpse of him a little bit once in a while. But if we learn how, we can change. And we can see, even though our eyes are open, we're seeing something else. Even though our eyes are open, we're seeing each other's bodies, yet by faith, we're aware of Him. And we see Him. And as we see Him, we see His glory. What happens? While we're looking not at the things that are seen, not walking beside, we're looking at things not seen. We're looking like in a mirror at the glory of the Lord. How do you see the glory of God? See, people, there's all kind of folk in the world. They, oh, show me God. I'd like to see God. Sure, show him to me, and then I'll believe. Ain't going to happen. 
He requires faith. How do you see God? By faith. Well, then how would you see more of God? By more faith. Oh, do you see this tonight? He said, we all with open face, no veil over our face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, what happens to us? We are changed into what? What image? The image we're looking at, which is Him, the glory of the Lord. Jesus is who we're talking about. He is the express image and likeness of the glory of God. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen him. You've seen the Father. He said, oh, I'd like to see him. I'd like to see him. You can. You don't have to wait another day. You don't have to go anywhere else. How do you see him? You see him by faith. Now what the Lord's given me for this week is vision of increase. Vision of increase. And I've seen something I hadn't seen clearly before. This is where real increase, I'm not talking about just actually financial prosperity is the lowest level of God's increase. God wants us to have it. It's right. But it's the lowest level, I think, from what I can learn. But his increase, increase that comes from him, from that level all the way up to the the highest levels, doesn't begin with money. It doesn't begin by seeing things out here. It begins with an increase of vision. Because until you can see it, you can't put your faith on it. Until you can envision it, until you can have the vision of it coming to pass, you see it coming to pass, you see you doing it, you see you having it, you can't put your faith on it. Your faith can only hook up to what you can see. Your vision. So you know what this week is a week of? We're going to come in here, we're going to pray, and we're going to come in here, and we're going to sit, and we're going to praise God, and we're going to believe God for Him to show us something. <laughs> How can you get to the next place God has for you in your finances, in your family, in your business, in your church, in your ministry. How many think God's through with you? He's got you as far as he can take you. You know that's not so. Then he's got another level. I said he's got another level. He's actually got many other levels. But no need you thinking about the hundredth level from here. You've got to get this one in front of you. And so many people are hungry and they want to know how to grow and how to increase and how to develop. But it doesn't come from the outside. And people could pour a bunch of money on you and you still not increase. You could have all kind of opportunities and still not increase with the increase of God. It comes from the inside. It begins on the inside of you. 
Everything that God's ever done, he saw it first. And he spoke it. And did it. And he's made us, patterned us after himself. We're made in his likeness and image. And we live off of his words that produce vision. His words are living words. Living words produce vision. So when you're hearing, you're seeing. I said living words produce vision. And so when God's taken us up to another level, he's going to speak to us. And when he speaks to us, we're going to see it. Come on, say glory to God. We're going to see it. This, I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit, but this is how Jesus operated. This is exactly how he operated 24-7. Unless the Lord says something different, we'll go through the scriptures at some point. But you could put down 45 scriptures on your notes and have them marked exactly right and all the Greek and Hebrew definitions. And if you don't see anything, what good is it? I'm believing God. I'm believing God that everybody that God is drawn to this meeting. Everybody watching through the cameras. Everybody in the house. Everybody that will get here tomorrow night and the next night and the next night. That while they come in, I mean the vision can start before they ever get here. While they're driving in. While they're parking. While they're coming in the building. While they sit down. While they're singing and praising God. Or while they're praying. I'm believing that at some point and multiple points. Inside them. Their eyes may be wide open. They're looking at the natural. But they don't see it anymore. They're seeing something else. They're seeing the will of God for their life. They're seeing the next phase. The next place of development. And what is that but the glory of God. How are we going to get to the next place? Now see, so many times uh, people are talking to him about money. Well, if I had the money, if I had a million, if I had ten, if I had a billion, I could do this and I could do that. It ain't about the money. I know the devil will try to tell you it is. Well, if you had enough people, if you had enough partners, if you had enough money, if you had not No, let me tell you what you want. You want the vision of God because with the vision of God comes the grace of God, the anointing of God, the provision of God, the angels of God. It all comes with the vision of God. And when you really get the vision of God, all you got to do is step out by faith to do what he's showing you. And here will come the rest of it around you and behind you and the goodness of God. We'll fulfill it. It don't matter how much it costs. It won't matter. I had the Lord tell me one time years ago I was trying to ask him about an amount. He interrupted me. I don't mean I hear an audible voice now, but inside me. He said, Keith, I don't care how much it costs. And I realized when he said it, he really doesn't at all care. How much it costs. And he really doesn't care to hear about all the amounts. (laughs) And you know what? He doesn't care if we happen to spend a little too much on something. Or 
he really don't care that much about all that. This is what he said. He said, son, I don't care how much it costs. Just get it done. Get what done? The vision that he's given us and showing us. He doesn't care if you paid two prices for it as long as you got it done. But see, people who are covetous, they get hung up on the money. And the money, you know, how much money, you know, the money, you know, the money. And as long as you stay bogged down there, you are walking by sight. And you'll be stuck. Where's it going to come from? Well, if your offerings are the same this this coming month as it was the last month, what are you going to do? You can't do it. But when the Lord shows you to do something. Somebody say, when he shows you to do something. When he shows you something to do and you've got that vision, now whatever it takes to do it doesn't matter anymore because it's him. Because it's him. And he knows how to do it. And he can do it. So what are you hungry for tonight? What are you hungry for? When we're talking about seeing the Lord doing things through you and in your life and in your church and ministry, that is the glory of God. That's Him doing it through you. Him doing it with you. And if you can see it, it can happen. Somebody say glory to God. While you're looking into that glory, while you're seeing this vision of the glory of God in his plan manifested in your life, something happens inside you. Did you remember the verse? What something happens in you? What's happening? You begin to change. How? How are you changing? Something's happening in you. Supernatural equipment. Come on now. Wisdom is being added to you. Anointing and grace is being added to you. You're changing what? Changing to be able to do this. That you're seeing. Changes. And it change, you change from glory to glory to glory. And if you'll have enough faith to step out and believe you can do what you're seeing. And believe you can have what you're seeing. And believe God can use you to do what you're seeing. And you just keep taking steps toward it. And steps toward it. You may not be at all able to do it when you start. But by the time he gets you there, you will be able. You will have changed. You will have changed. You might not have had anything like the finances or materials to do it. But by the time you get there, you'll have it. It'll be there. Your finances will have changed. Your situation will have changed. You will have changed. And how did you change? Because you kept your eyes on what he's showing you. That's all you could see was the glory of God. And you see all this other stuff, but you don't see it. You're not looking at things that are seen. You're looking at things that are not Seen, And while you're keeping your eyes on Him, looking unto Him, the author and the finisher of your faith, all the other stuff that's hindering you falls aside. All the lack, all the need, all the ignorance, all the enemies, all the resistance, all the hindrance, while you're taking those steps. Why? Because nobody can stop the Almighty. And when you're stepping out with Him, and you want what He wants... If God be for you, who can be against you? 
You can't be stopped. Somebody say glory to God. Stand up on your feet. Lift up your hands. Let's behold him some more. Let's look at him some more. Oh, praise you. Praise you. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.